Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Well, if we have not met before, my name is Drake, and it's weird that I... Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say, Octavia? I have more sass than you, Octavia, and I'll give it right back to you, okay? Hey, my name is Drake. I've been feeling nauseous. Um, I threw up all day on Monday, so Octavia, be watching out because I'm feeling a little nauseous right now, okay? Um, I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, If we haven't met before, I usually um, am hanging out with the 7th and 8th graders on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings, and tonight I am excited to get to talk to you guys about love. And my goal tonight, uh, before we leave, or after we leave, is that we would love the other people in this room, like Jesus has loved us. So we're talking about love tonight. Now, I want to introduce you to somebody who I'm going to bring up at the end of my message. And this is a friend of mine named Marvin. And Marvin and I met in high school. And Marvin, I can honestly say, is probably the only person that I loved like Jesus loved me when I was in high school. And now, before Marvin met Jesus, Marvin uh, was a rapper on YouTube, self-proclaimed, and he would record these YouTube videos, and most of them are laced with profanity and words I can't understand, because he also speaks Spanish. But I found one video, and to introduce you to Marvin, instead of just showing you a picture of Marvin, I am going to let you... Watch one of Marvin's raps. This is Marvin Mason, a.k.a. Big Marv. Please check out his rap. Every day and night, every day and night, I smell. Tonight I had my monster day. I'm not drunk tonight. I got my last night. Every day and night, I'm always acting like a hustler. My mind, I'm sitting right here next to my home. Gee, be better than 50 times than me. Always acting like a hustler. We a hustle every day now. We always partin' that up. We always showin' our game sign up, but we just keep on saying they're better than us. But I tell them, Pat, you better not watch out, cause I'm better than you. I'm better than 50 Tyson. 50 Tyson, you suck. I'm a better rapper than you. Yeah, yeah, this Big Marv, this song dedicated to 50 Tyson. Yeah. That's my buddy Big Marv. Uh, Big Marv is a rapper. 50 Tyson, you suck. Um, Big Marv and I were good buddies. And Marvin was the only person that I loved in high school, like Jesus had loved me. So I'm going to talk about him and share a little about his story towards the end of the night. But we are talking about love, and my goal for tonight is that once you leave this room, you will love people like Jesus has loved you. And to center our hearts and minds, I'm going to read from Scripture in two different places, John chapter 15 and 1 John. Um, I'm going to read, and this is what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And then John writes in 1 John 4, 7 through 12, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. I'm going to pray and ask that you bow your head and close your eyes as we focus our hearts and minds on the God who loves us. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather here as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
And God, I am grateful and we are all grateful for the love that you demonstrated to us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us and that we can be reconciled back to you. God, I ask that you would empower us and, and encourage us through your Holy Spirit to love like you have loved us. Love each other as God has loved us. Amen. My goal tonight is to get you to love the people around you. Now, the only problem is we don't even know what the word love means. Because the word that we use for love has many different meanings, and we use that word in many different ways. So in order to figure out what Jesus is saying when he says, love each other as I have loved you, we're going to switch languages from English to Greek. And there's three words that we're going to talk about tonight. And the first word that represents love is the word phileo. Phileo is a word that kind of means brotherly love. And when you think of the word phileo, I want you to think of a butt slap kind of love. Now hold on for a second, okay? A butt slap kind of love. Who in here plays sports? Yeah. Every sport in most athletes have some sort of superstition attributed to their sport or their personality as an athlete. Now, some of you guys know who Michael Jordan is. Michael Jordan was a great basketball player. Michael Jordan thought so highly of his North Carolina Tar Heels shorts that he wore in college that he wore those shorts underneath every game that he played in in the NBA. At the time that MJ entered the National Basketball Association, he was wearing the longest shorts because he was trying to cover up shorts underneath his shorts. And then everybody started to go from high shorts down to low shorts. So we have Michael Jordan to thank for that. That was his superstition. Then we have a guy named Les Miles. Les Miles was the, the coach for the Louisiana State University Tigers. And whenever Les Miles and the Tigers were losing, his superstition was to reach down, whether they were playing on turf or grass, and to rip some up and start chewing on it is good luck for the Tigers. Now, the next person that I have is Moses Alou. Moses was a baseball player, and he played a lot for the Chicago Cubs. This is the weirdest one for me, because his superstition, in order to become better at baseball, and this is gross, but this is true, he would pee on his hands. And peeing on his hands would help him become better at baseball. I don't know if it actually did help him become better at baseball because it definitely didn't help him catch fly balls when they really mattered um, in, in the real thick of things. So every sport, every player, some of you guys don't even get that, but I think it's awesome. So every, every sport and every player, they have their superstitions. And for every sport, I don't know why it happens, and I did it when I played baseball in high school, but people slap each other's butts as an affirmation of love. And I don't understand it. And some of you are uncomfortable with that idea. Now, how does slapping, my hand slapping your butt communicate that I love you and I support you? I don't know how it does that. But for some reason, we think it does. But this is not the kind of love that Jesus is talking about when he says, love each other. He didn't say slap each other on the butt. He said, love each other as I have loved you. He's not talking about Phileo. And the second kind of love is eros. Eros is a romantic kind of love. Now, if you're familiar with Greek mythology, you will know that eros is the Greek god of sexuality. And if you're also familiar with Greek mythology, you need to get a new hobby. So eros is, I'm sorry if you are familiar with that. It's cool. It's whatever. 
Eros is, is a romantic or sexual kind of love. And I'm not talking about this. I could care less if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And when you leave here tonight, I don't really want you to get a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or go deeper in your relationship with your significant other. But for some reason, every time I preach to the junior hires over there, one of them walks out thinking that they need a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend. I could issue a challenge like this. You need to go sit by the kid who sits alone at lunch. And one of those girls will go up to that boy who sits alone at lunch and she will start dating that boy who sits alone at lunch. And that boy who was a loner now becomes the most popular kid in school because that girl decided that she needed to date that person because that's what love is. No. Now, I can't judge them because I did have my fair share of girlfriends when I was in high school. Yes, Octavia, it is true. I did have my fair share of girlfriends. When I was a sophomore... I walked into school on the first day, and there was a freshman girl who I thought was very, very pretty. And now my friends noticed me staring at her, and they looked at me, and they said, do you like her? And what I should have said was no. But what I did say was yeah. And that was a big mistake, because whenever you tell one of your friends that you like a girl, what do they do? They go right to that girl and tell her that you want to marry her. And that's exactly what they did. So they went to this girl and said, Drake has a huge crush on you. And I was like, dang it, now I have to go talk to that girl. And so I went and I eventually started talking to her, and I began to really like her. I began to like her so much that I decided to ask my parents if I could invite her to go with us to our last lake trip of the season. And what they should have said was no. But what they did say was yeah. So I had to muster up the courage in front of all my friends one day at school. And I went up to her and I said, will you go to the lake with me and my family for this weekend? And what she should have said was no. But what she did say was yeah. So we went to the lake. And it's the last jet ski ride of the evening. And the lake is beautiful. The sun is setting. The water is calm. And my intended purpose for taking her to the lake was to ask her if she wants to be my girlfriend. And so we get on the jet ski, and I begin to take off. I'm going, and I stopped, and I asked her, do you want to drive? And what she should have said was no. But what she did say was yeah. So we switched places on the jet ski, and she began to drive. And then she stops, and this was my moment. The sun was now barely visible behind the trees. The water was calm. She was looking Beautiful. And so I mustered up the courage and I asked her this question. Will you be my girlfriend? And what she should have said was, yeah. (laughs) But what she did say was nothing at all. I had let go of the jet ski and she floored the gas on the jet ski. She went that way. I went this way and did I just landed in the water and I was there. And then I, I got up and I wiped my eyes clear. And then I looked and she was still heading back to the dock, leaving me alone in the middle of the lake. I could care less if you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school. 90%, 97% of high school relationships don't last. Only 3% of marriages are high school sweethearts. So if you walk out of here thinking that you need to go get a boyfriend or a girlfriend because Jesus loves you, you're going to end up by yourself in the middle of a lake surrounded by tiger sharks. Oklahoma tiger sharks are the work. I don't care if you walk out of here with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, what I do care about is that you walk out of this building loving other people like Jesus has loved you. And that brings us to our third type of love. That love is agape. Agape is a godly love. 
It's a love without condition. It's a love that you show people no matter what they can do for you. It's the kind of love that God showed us. While we were dead in our sin, worthless, couldn't do anything, God sent his one and only son down here and showed us love to reconcile us back to him. Not because of what we could give him or what we could give for him. He just loved us. And this is the kind of love Jesus is talking about when he says, love each other, is I have loved you. This is where Marvin comes into play. It was my senior year skip day. And my friends and I, we went to the river to go float this river. Now, one of my friends' name was Cameron, and Cameron had never gotten a date before, but for some reason, he scheduled his first date ever in his life to be on senior skip day. So we go to float the river, and we're not going to make it back in time, so I volunteered to get in a canoe with Cameron, and we hauled it back to, to the landing zone, and I got out, and I drove Cameron back to his date. Now, his date was at a, um, the library after school with this junior girl, and it was a dance, like dance lesson. So he was not good at planning dates, but it was his first date ever, so I decided to take him back, and I dropped him off, and I was in my bathing suit. My hair was still wet, but when, as soon as I dropped him off, I got a phone call. It was from Marvin. And I answered the phone. I said, hello, and Marvin was crying hysterically on the other end of the line. I, didn't, I couldn't understand what was going on. Once again, he speaks some Spanish, and he was yelling at me in both Spanish and English. I'm like, hey, no, I'll play English and whatnot. I was like, wait a second, I do speak English. But I couldn't understand him. And eventually I heard him say, I can't get up. I need your help. And I knew I couldn't help Marvin get up by himself, so I called my youth minister, and he met me at Marvin's house. And I need you to know that a few days before this, Marvin was playing bas- basketball in his front yard or in his driveway, and, and he hurt his knee, and he twisted it. And he had to go to the hospital, and so he was in a brace. But Marvin had been laying in his living room for four days on a mattress, had not gotten up once to go eat, to go to the bathroom, to go take a shower. It was, beyond words, disgusting. Not something that I wanted to be a part of. And Marvin needed my help and my youth minister's help to get him up off the floor and into the shower. My friend Marvin, who I cared about, who I'd poured years of my life into, He needed my help in that moment. And it wasn't a phileo kind of love because he couldn't give me anything back. It definitely wasn't eros kind of love. This was going to have to be an agape love. A love where I denied myself, put on the heart of Jesus, and helped out my friend Marvin. And I'm sparing you the details, but I'm sharing with you this story because you walk past people every day who in a metaphorical sense look a lot like Marvin. They're hurt, they're laying there in their filth, in their sin, in their whatever, and they need your help. They need your love. They don't need your phileo love because they don't need you to give you anything back. They don't need your eros love because you're gonna end up in the middle of the lake by yourself. They need your agape love because they need love from you right now that is unconditional, that does not require anything on their behalf because they are hurting and they need help. The kind of love that you need to show those people in your school is the love that Jesus showed you, a love that is unconditional. Jesus showed you a committed kind of love. So you show those people a committed kind of love. Jesus showed you a selfless kind of love. So you show those people a selfless kind of love. Jesus showed you a sacrificial kind of love. So show those people a sacrificial kind kind of love. I know who, you know who I'm talking about. Because you walk past people every day who are saying this right here. 
And I know you've probably seen signs of people holding these on the side of the road, but, but you see people who need help every day. And people in your, in your connection group whose parents are going through a divorce right now and they don't feel like anybody's there for them. Jesus showed you a committed kind of love. I'm never going to leave you kind of love. Show that friend of yours and I'm never going to leave you agape kind of love. There's people in your life, maybe it's your brother or your sister or a cousin who is going through depression right now. They need that kind of love, a selfless kind of love where you're not going to judge them, but you're going to be there for them. Show them that selfish, I'm going to be there kind of love to them. There are people all around you who need your help. And put yourself in their shoes because you've been in their shoes before. Remember, while you were dead in your sin, hopeless, forgotten, alone, Christ died for you. He loved you. He agaped you. You couldn't give him anything and he wasn't asking for you to give him anything. He simply said, I love you. I will sacrifice for you so you can have life. You've been here before. You've held the sign. And you see people holding the sign. And Jesus says, love each other like I have loved you. Pray with me. God, thank you for the love that you demonstrated for us. Thank you for the love that surpasses all knowledge. That doesn't ask questions, but just loves. Thank you, God, for a love that brings life and brings truth. God, I ask once again that you would empower us and encourage us through your Holy Spirit to demonstrate that kind of love to the people who are around us right now. Thank you for loving us. We love you. And God, I commit right now, and maybe others are committing the same thing at the same moment, to love other people like you have loved me. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com